Hello everyone and welcome to I Am Lacey Unleashed. I have actually already podcasted today, but I finished a workout and I felt inspired to share something. It was actually a a post that I started to create and I was going to send out, but I think it's better heard from my mouth. And I recognize this is not going to speak to all of you, but I think it's going to speak to some of you that are at a level in business where you've scaled or you've wanted to scale your health coaching business and you've thought about hiring or maybe you hired and it failed and you had to let your assistant coach go or maybe they quit and it didn't turn out well. If that's you, if you've ever considered hiring, if you've ever had a team, if having a team didn't work out the way that she wanted it to, this relatively short podcast is going to be for you. I think in the year 2023, we are starting to see the error of our early ways, especially in the health coaching industry. And I've talked about this before. We're all just people that got in at the first stage of something and we're figuring it out. So I don't want this to come across as however you were taught was wrong. I don't necessarily think it was wrong. I think it was misguided to think that doing something this way for all people or for the majority was the right move. When in reality, when you are building a health coaching business And when you start to scale, and scaling means hiring other people, you are basically learning to balance multiple hats in that you are taking off your coach hat to put on your manager hat, but then you have to put on your marketer hat, and then you sometimes still have to be with the coach hat. So in reality, you're wearing a whole lot of hats that have a whole lot of different energies and a whole lot of different skill sets and you got to do it at the same time. And if you're trying to do this and you got kids at home, God bless you. It's freaking fracking hard. And I can say this as somebody that has scaled with a team. You guys know I have a team. At one time I had four assistant coaches. I now have three. One of my assistant coaches has been with me for three years this coming September. Another one has been with me. It'll be two years in December. And then another will be with me two years in November. So my team's been with me for a while. I did have a coach depart last year. She had been with me about 20 months. Um was just a difference. I've talked about this a little bit. It was just a difference in the way that we wanted to do things. Um, I wasn't right. She wasn't wrong. It just was what it was. And it wasn't ultimately the best fit. And I wish her the best. And we moved forward. But I can tell you that when I started building my team, I started building my team having management experience under me. Now, what does this mean when I say management experience? Um, When I ran an in-person personal training studio in 2014 and 2015 on my own, I actually had an assistant coach, had an assistant trainer. I didn't want to train during the hours of 11 and about 3 p.m. 
And there were women coming into my studio that wanted those time slots. So I hired a good friend of mine. She was an assistant coach under my brand. Um, She paid me as a contractor to use my space. I helped fill her roster. She also helped individual run coach for me. Um, I had two other assistant running coaches. One was my dad, (laughs) but we, Christopher and I ran a team. I started hiring and firing when I was 22 years old. Um, I ran a team, I was a team leader when I worked in financial sales. Um, I had been in management or in, you know, team building activities for a long time. So I was pretty confident about my skills and ability to run and manage a team when I started building up my team. And I realized that a lot of you guys that are coaches, maybe you didn't have that management experience when you got in. Maybe you had been like the captain of a sports team, but like maybe you'd never worked in HR or the corporate world where you had to manage people. One of the biggest things that has been a surprise, but not a surprise for me, is to hear from assistant coaches that have left organizations about how they were spoken to by the head coaches that they worked for as contractors for. You, some of the things that were sent and some of these people and the emails that I have read under no circumstance should be said in a professional capacity ever. But people don't know. It was just taught to scale and hire teams and have them as contractors. And there's a whole bit about that um, that I could get into about how I think depending on how you structure it, a lot of the people that are operating with contractors should be operating with employees unless they're comfortable with some pretty specific things. Uh, But that's for another day. But I really think we're at the point in the health coaching space online where successful coaches that have filled their rosters are realizing that building out these huge teams may not be for them, especially if you have kids, because it is a lot to manage. And there's a couple of things that come into play that make it even more difficult. Um, I will say this, that I have been lucky in that I have always had really good open communication with my team. I have always been very confident in my team. That doesn't mean that we're not, we're perfect. There's definitely been disagreements. There's definitely been things that, you know, I have had to own that I could do better. Um, you know, I have let people down as far as like setting expectations in no way, shape or form. Am I saying that my team is perfect? It is not. Um, but Throughout running a team, I've been fairly certain that my team is on the same page as me. Um, They've trusted me. They're trusting me right now as we've made some pretty extensive changes inside of the structure of the coaching business. And I don't know that that's always the case. You know, the assistant coach position in itself is difficult because if you get an assistant coach that's credentialed and has a lot of experience, they're likely going to want a more full-time position. Like they're going to want something that's going to pay 40, 50, $60,000 a year. Um, you know, I don't think that's 
out of the realm of possibility. I think that like, you know, to have somebody that's done the work to get certified, has some experience, has put in the time and the education for them wanting to work, you know, a full roster of clients, whatever that looks like, they're going to want to be compensated. And I, I don't think that that's wrong. But that can feel really heavy for a coach that's been in business for less than a couple of years to constantly be getting leads to fill a contract for somebody that desires to have that kind of income. That can feel really heavy if you are supporting somebody else's family. I can attest that that can feel really heavy. It's felt heavy for me before. I'm not going to lie. I've had moments where knowing that the money that I make, the leads that I bring in, is helping to support a family. That's a heavy thing, especially for somebody that's newer in business. On the other hand, if you hire somebody that is okay doing it part-time, just kind of here or there, they may not be as bought in to your mission, which can also be hard. Because if you're somebody that's like, putting everything in to growing this business and is 100% engaged, you want your team to be on the same page, right? If you're putting in all of this work, if you have these big dreams, you want your team to be on that page, same page as well. Well, if you've got somebody that's, you know, doing this in a part-time capacity, their energy behind your business might not be the same. And that can be difficult. That can be really difficult. And so I think the position and the structure in which it was presented, again, I don't think it was wrong. I just think it was misguided because we didn't know. In reality, it worked well for a couple of people, a couple of people that made it work, a couple of people that scaled a team that way. And then that framework was then taught to others and it was expected that it would work for others and it's not that it hasn't worked for others it's just that it's not going to work for everyone because not everyone is going to be confident in managing not everybody's going to want to manage not everybody's going to want to have the heaviness of constant lead generation you know if you get into hiring a sales team and having setters like your hands are in multiple parts of that business that can be a lot especially if you're a mom I can attest so I'm just saying this from one coach that has scaled to maybe another coach that has scaled or maybe another coach that has wanted to scale and say that you didn't do anything wrong. If it didn't work or it's not working, I can assure you there's other ways to do it. Um, I'm still really lucky. I have my team. My team has stood by me, even with the big changes that we've made this last year. The main change being that our main focus is team 20 minutes and then upselling into our group program. We've moved away from having a 100 one-on-one clients. We've moved away from, you know, having so much access to us as coaches and moved into a model that gives us more freedom and allows us to touch more people at a lower price point. And I'm not even saying that you need to do it the way that I've done it, but I'm here to tell you 
that if you are a health and wellness coach and you want to scale, you want to scale, you want to get above $20,000. I feel like that's kind of the ceiling where like you're a solopreneur and you're like, I can run a full roster with 20,000 for it with and make $20,000. But it gets pretty heavy after that. I see you. I understand. I hear you. I get it. You want to confidently hold both. You want to confidently be able to do both. You want to grow and scale, but it doesn't necessarily need to look the way that was taught with the model of a team. I'm here to tell you, I think that you can do it. I don't think that you can do it. I know you can do it. It takes some creativity. It takes some ingenuity. It takes digging deep and understanding what you desire out of your business. It takes some courage because you're essentially building your own brand, your own framework. I actually desire for more coaches to step into doing that that way. I don't think that we do ourselves any favors when we create just carbon copies of each other's businesses. I think it gets to be so much more aligned when you build what you want. Um, I think having a solid foundation and then moving in to a direction that makes sense is just better. Um, and I'm living proof. Like I said, we decided we didn't want to have a hundred. Actually, I will say it. I decided I didn't want to have a business where we had a hundred one-on-one clients that felt really heavy to me. And so I decided to change it. And so I changed it and I'm brave enough to believe that I can. And I'm also confident enough to believe that many of you can guys can too. And I think that's going to be what's really exciting in our industry over the next few years is I do believe that we are going to start migrating away from this idea that every, there's like a standard and more there's going to be greater autonomy and freedom in creativity and building what you actually want. And I'm very, very, very much here for that. So if you're listening to this and this resonated, if you feel seen, I would love to hear from you. Um, I would say DM me, but I'm not on social media right now. So you can email me, Lacey at mycoachlacey.com. I'm going to send this to my email list. I'm going to start dropping my podcast and my emails because I love them so much. So thank you guys. Hope you have a great day.